What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Takedown. Today's podcast is brought to you by Phone Soap. Go to www.phonesoap.com. Use the code TAKEDOWN. Get 20% off of your order. They're also doing a Black Friday sale right now, so you're going to make out like a bandit. Uh, Phone Soap is a little tannin bed for your phone. You put it in there. It charges it all the way up. They use UV ray lights. They are on that Elon Musk type type of deal. And they're using these uh, UV ray lights to clean your phone, sanitize it 99.9% clean. It's like Germex, but there's no liquid whatsoever. I'm kind of just rambling. Also, go to quicksesh.io to uh, get your computer fixed. Today's guest is a rapper and a podcast host himself. He has a show called Another Booty Licking Track. What is up, Eric the Great? What's up, guys? It's Eric the Great. I'm a trap rapper out of Denver, Colorado. I run that podcast, ABLT, another booty licking track. Thanks for having me on today, Josh. How we doing? Dude, it's great to have you, bro. We've been trying to set this up for two days now, bro. Yeah, dude. Sometimes things just happen, bro, honestly. <laughs> like I even I even forget sometimes. That's why I have to have like a schedule and schedules are important. Like even in my phone and I'll have it on my whiteboard. I'll have like, you know, what I have to do because I will schedule like I, I've accidentally scheduled podcasts at the same time or like right after each other. So I had no time to like gather thoughts or take a break. Yeah. Dude, I've done that a couple times, man, where, like, I'll write down, like, okay, uh, Eric on Saturday at 9, and then I've also got, like, like Mary Jane or, like, Tim Bob also wrote down at 9, and I'm just like, damn, man, I feel like a dick when I do that. <laughs> Dude, it happens, bro, for sure, for sure. So, I want to I wanna ask you a question. Have you ever tried Bluetooth, bro? Bluetooth, like the, uh, like the old, uh, the 97 Octane for your peen? Yeah, have you ever tried one of those? Like, not even just, like, a Viagra, like, Blue Chew, like, the dissolvable little ones? Bro, let me tell you. Uh, the other day, I was standing in line at the gas station, right? And there's only, like, four people in the whole store, bro. And there's a guy that's standing behind me in line. And I can feel him, like, standing behind me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I was just kind of, like, on my phone, like, not really paying attention. Yeah. And so there's one person in front of me, and they're being super complicated at the register. The other lady just came in. She's like just like clocking in on the computer or whatever. She's taking her sweet ass time, right? So I feel this guy's like behind me and I'm starting to notice other people walking in the store. And so I just, you know, like when you're standing in line, you just feel eyes on you. So you just kind of turn around. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I, I turn around, bro. And there's this dude behind me, white tank top, pair of green basketball shorts, bro. Just erect, bro. I'm talking about this dude. It looks like he's got a gun, bro. Like he's about to rob us. And you, so, so like you he, could put a hat on this thing. It could be a scarecrow, bro. He was in line, like right next, to, like in in public with people. in public, bro. And he didn't like try and hide it or anything. He just, bro. Like, he just he had his arms crossed, bro. Like he he was straight up just thugging out on everybody in there, dude. Like the. The demeanor in the motherfucker was just insane. <laughs> Where he's just like the hardest dick ever. Bro, when you're just can you can you imagine like no pun intended, but the the freaking cojones on that dude to just be standing in line, just just living his best life, bro. You know what I mean? 
But seriously, I mean, like, nowadays, so, I mean, like, shit happens, and especially, like, if you're, like, a teenager, I could see that, because, I mean, you're just going through puberty and weird changes, but when you're a grown-ass man, and you're in public with a hard dick, you gotta, you better have some explanations, and especially out here in 2020, like, you, bro, you're gonna catch mad charges, you're gonna catch a 500-foot rule, you're probably gonna get at least locked up for five, <laughs> like, you gotta- Bro, this dude, this dude was buying Advil and water, bro, so, like, you know, like, he had a rough night, dude. But a rough night with what? What did his I don't, tell to where his dick was that hard and he had, what? What would Advil possibly help him with? <laughs> like, Bro, <laughs> he should have been buying that baby aspirin for heart health. You know what I mean? At some point, dude, like that blood was probably pumping. He probably had some shit on his mind going. He's like, I can't wait to get back to this hotel. I got this tied up stripper. She don't even know what's gonna happen. I got Advil for her hangover. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, but that's like that's the thing though. Is like I would be I'd be worried that, like if I ever took anything like that, I'd be like that dude. You know what I mean? So, dude, I was embarrassed for him, bro. Like, I gen and so genuinely, I thought maybe it was like his hand in his pants, and he was like pretending to like hold up the gas station, right? And I was like, yo, his arms are crossed. Like, it's definitely not his hands. Yeah, see, that's that's a little wild. I mean, Viagra. If I just took like you know that weird gas station Viagra type shit. I bet you that would probably happen to me. Honestly, I'd probably have, like, you know, that six-hour boner that they talk about. I'd probably have to go to the doctor. But, like, this blue chew, bro, like, it it, it works differently. It's not just like that. It, I mean, I'm not saying, like, it's all natural or anything because I don't think there's really something that's that natural about it. But it only happens when, like, when you get aroused. Like, you just get, like, the hardest dick you've ever had. You know, like, you know that extra dick that you just sometimes get just because, like, you know, your testosterone and everything's pumping. Are you are you sponsored by Blue Chew? Are you throwing out an advertisement right off no, the bat? No, I just, I just highly suggest everyone tries it. Cause Did you like, just take one for our podcast just so you can be extra focused? Oh, no. <laughs> your brain, your brain straining to focus on conversation right now. No, it's just I, I, t- I took them a couple of times and I just think it's the best thing ever, and I think everyone should try it so they can give that girl or their dude or whatever their partner the best dick they ever can. It's important. Are you a giver? <laughs> in a sense in a sense are you uh are you an emotional giver like you're you're i kind of get the the sense that you're always there for everybody actually yeah yeah for sure i am and it like it definitely eats at like m- not my like career but it eats at like things that i'm doing like it get it takes me away from like my focus a lot too you like that guy like you got a truck probably and everybody calls you to help him move all the time yeah, see, in a sense like that, but hell no, you call me to move, nope, I'm out. Unless you got a couple yardsticks waiting for me, like, you know, like a couple hundreds or something, dude, yeah, no, no way. Bro, when I was growing up, my, my mom and dad had this friend, he was moving out of an apartment, and uh, so they called my dad, because my dad had a truck, and so we go over to help him move, well, I'm like 12 years old, bro, it's like 6 a.m. on like a Saturday, so I'm extra like i just i chugged some mountain dew bro which i don't condone anybody doing because you know mountain dew's bad but <laughs> i just chugged a shitload of mountain dew bro and my maybe in 12 years old i was like i gotta take a leak and that guy's like yeah the bathroom's right down the hall and so i went to the bathroom this this dude had a boa constrictor in his bathtub bro jesus he just kind of forgot to mention like oh hey i put my whole my whole uh terrarium in there dude i was terrified yeah, where do you live? Where did where did you grow? So up? I I grew up I grew up in Virginia. I grew okay. up uh like in like the Appalachian Mountains. Uh-huh. I live in Florida now. 
and uh, it's just as weird down here. Oh yeah, you get this yeah. creepy ass. Like I mean, I like snakes and I like reptiles and I like you know lizards and stuff like that. But you know, you get some weird, different type of shit in Florida, bro. Bro, I, this dude had a boa constrictor in his bathtub, bro. And I'm I'm like twelve years old, bro. Like I'm petrified. Yeah, I literally I, mean, I went and yeah. sat in the truck the rest of the time. Yeah, I wouldn't. Who would just leave that? I mean, you know that all those snakes get out like that. I mean, was it huge? Like you know, an excessive size? Like where? Oh, that thing was that that, that thing ate a blue chew, bro. That thing was that thing was huge, dude. <laughs> that thing ate a blue chew. <laughs> that thing was huge, bro. And, and dude, I, the worst part is I didn't even pee, dude. So I had to sit there for like another two hours until we went to a gas station. Oh no, I would have figured it out, dude. I would have whipped it out somewhere. Like I, I, I mean, I. See, I'm ballsy like that. I mean, I'll go piss in alleys, like, you know, like, real quick in the middle of the daytime. I mean, I'll make sure there's no one around, but, like, you know, right behind a restaurant in downtown in the middle of the city where there's thousands of people, I'll go crouch in a weird position and piss somewhere so, like, people can't see me. Dude, I, if I gotta go, bro, I gotta go. You ain't never been ate by a snake before then. No. Or, uh, or been wrapped up. No, not really. We don't have that. Like, I'm out here in Colorado. We don't really have, like, super gnarly snakes out here like that. Like, you know what I mean? that Get that big, at least, to where they could really do something to you. Unless it's, like, a rattle or something. But, I mean, there's not even a whole lot of those out here, either. My grandma had a tree in her yard when I was growing up. And it, got, it was a weeping willow tree. And it got full of uh, them black racers one time. Just, like, hanging down from the tree. What are those? Dude, nightmare fuel well they're the snakes themselves aren't bad they're like uh probably about three and a half to like four feet long but they they slither like really quick and they're like virtually harmless like i'm not saying go out and grab one and like you'll be okay but like they're virtually harmless but they the reason they're called black racers is because they they slither like so quick it looks like they're just like like gliding almost if that does that make sense yeah and so uh, they just like, they, uh, I guess just glided up this tree, this little weeping willow tree. And then they were just like kind of falling out of it. And so me, it was me, my dad, my uncle. And then I had two nieces, bro. One of them was like, uh, I think one was like 12 and the other one was like, like literally like probably like eight or so. And we're just out there. We had like vice grips and we were reaching up with vice grips and grabbing them and like pulling them down to where oh, we could like, man. to where we could like get them by the head and like take them and let them go. Yeah. Ooh. crazy bro so i've i don't like snakes bro i mean like i don't mind snakes but i don't i don't go out of my way to say hey let's go to the petting zoo and, and let's just jump in there with the you know the anacondas and shit yeah so see snakes i'm i'm the same way i even had this homegirl avril she has a bunch of snakes and they're not like super big but they're probably at least like maybe three feet long and they're like you know the ball pythons and I'm not, like, scared of snakes, but if you start wrapping them around me, like, I can hold them and, like, chill with them. I don't care. But, like, it started wrapping around my neck, and I had to, like, kept, like, you know, put my hands there and pulling it apart. Like, other than that, you know, snakes, that sounds horrible, honestly. Because <laughs> even if I lived in a place where snakes were popping out of holes and coming out and, like, you know, biting or trying to get whatever, that would scare the shit out of me. I would not be okay with that. Hell Dude, no. night nightmare fuel, bro. <laughs> like, I literally had dreams about this tree just, like, full of snakes for years, man. See, that is nightmares, especially at that young age. Like, even so, my buddy, he owns a podcast too. He travels a lot, and that's like kind of just what he does. And he was out in like the Amazon, and he was just trekking through like that jungle. And he said, dude, the shit he saw out there. And I was like, ooh, like, you know, there's some bugs that will come up, dig into you, and like dig into your skin and chill in there, and like just like give you mad infection. 
and he he had like had one of those when he came back. I don't know. It's like called like a bot fly. I don't know. You have to like look it up. They like dig into you, like you know, in your arm, and like part of their head will pop out, and it'll be like a whole thing. You pull it out, there's like a hole in your arm or leg or wherever it dug itself into. It's creepy. It's nasty. You ever uh you uh you like spiders? Oh, I mean, no, fuck no. <laughs> like, I'm just I got, scared. I, of, I'm scared. I got of bit things. by. I got bit by a brown recluse one time, man. It made a hole in my arm because, like, the venom like tore away at the muscle or whatever. Ooh. The thing, the thing about like the Amazon, bro, and like, you ever been to the desert? Like, you ever ventured outside of Colorado? Like, went to like Arizona? Or... Oh yeah, oh yeah. So like the thing, because I lived in Arizona, I lived in Phoenix for a little bit, bro. And like the thing about the desert or the Amazon, everything's trying to kill you, bro. Everything. Everything, the people, the people, the animals, the bugs, the sky. Sometimes you be, you be climbing the mountains, bro, and just like a piece of piece of sky just falling, like hits you right in the head. You're like, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? Well, yeah, it's just like it's survival of the fittest out in those kind of areas, especially because I mean, I'm not gonna say Phoenix isn't like super like populated or anything, because I mean, there's a bunch of people that do live there, but. You know, different types of cities like that compared to out here. Yeah, it's it's different. I mean, also Arizona, it's also 116, 120 fucking degrees all the time, especially in the summer. You can cook steaks on the street, dude. Flip your eggs in the morning on the sidewalk, dude. I mean, being homeless would probably have perks out there, to be honest. You ain't never going to have a cold meal. No, but I mean, you're also going to have to deal with not you know the the perks of ac and you know burning your ass alive you'll have the sweetest tan that, that is that is true that is true <laughs> the thing the thing about like homelessness uh in america is that a lot of these cities i don't know if you've ever heard this before but a lot of these cities like the mayor uh will like send their homeless like they'll put them on a bus they'll give them a free yeah. ticket yeah and they'll just send them somewhere yeah, I was about to just bring that up right as you were <laughs> brought up the whole Yeah. Oh, I know. I, I was about to say something, dude. Seriously, they did that in uh, Denver, from too. Fl- from from Florida to California, or yeah, California yeah. to Florida. They did a lot of them to California, too, bro. Like, a lot of people were just, you know, I'm mean, not going to say a lot of cities, but, you know, the cities where they were really hit heavy with it, they were mm-hmm. just basically shipping them out there. Like, you know, they were packages. It's crazy, bro. That's They treat it exactly like that. Like, it's a package. And, uh... Have you seen that where they put the little spikes under the bridges so they can't sleep down there? Have you seen those? No. Wait. What are they doing? Uh, let me Google it just just while we're talking about it, um, because I don't want to. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to give the wrong info out to people. Yeah, I don't want to give the wrong info to anybody that might be. So the Massachusetts Department of Transportation put spike strips under bridges in Arlington, uh, Massachusetts. To keep homeless, like from sleeping under there. No way! Like, so are they putting them just like on the ground, so like you know they can't really like lay down and shit? Or are they like? Uh, hanging? you have access to your phone right now, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, all right. So I'm, I'm gonna send you like a picture of it really quick. Um, okay. But so like, what it is is like they're just like a bunch of like little mini pyramids, dude, and they put them under there. Um, it's gonna be like a really bad quality, but <laughs> you're good, dude. <laughs> um. um but what it, what it is is it's so they can't sleep under there because you know a lot of people homeless people will you know they'll take refuge under bridges to keep out of the weather you know oh, and that's yeah. kind of exactly what you're saying like you know in Arizona places like that that it's super hot or Massachusetts where you're getting a lot of snowfall they're trying to seek refuge like under these bridges I just sent it it should be coming to your phone um, oh, yep, 
And anybody that wants to Google it, just go to Google and type in spikes under bridges to deter homeless and just click the images and you'll see exactly what me and Eric are talking about. They're, they're just little bitty, like little pyramids, right? Yeah, wow. I can't believe they would do that. I mean, that is I, nasty. I bro. get you don't like want homeless people, but at the same time, if you're not necessarily going out of your way to help the problem, then this isn't helping the problem. This is helping the problem in the sense of getting them out, but you're not helping their whole end game. They're still homeless and they're still fucked. <laughs> so, damn, that's kind of brutal. I feel like that shouldn't. You know what I've said for a long time, bro? What I've been saying, I know it's, it's twisted when you actually, like, when you know about it. Uh, you know what I've been saying for a long time, bro, is that if we took some of this money that comes in from, yeah, you know, because I live in, like, an NFL city, right? right? So you take some of this money that's coming in from these events, festivals, you know, sporting events, whatever, and you put this back into rebuilding the city, right? Because I don't know about Denver, uh, but where I live, there's, like, a lot of rundown buildings that just nothing like nothing is there, right? So you hire a couple contractors, you know, a couple different teams of contractors. You let them go in, turn some of these places into like little, like little refuges, bro, where, you know, you can essentially charge these homeless people quote unquote rent in exchange for like community service hours, you know, where, you know, maybe they jump on a bus with somebody, you know, a police officer or somebody and they go around the city, maybe picking up trash or maybe, uh, yeah. doing this or doing that, and that's like their rent to stay there. So they at least have AC and heat when they need it. Uh, one hot, or I'm sorry, I about said one hot meal a day, three hot meals a day, uh, access to at least a shower a day, you know, one shower a day. And you wouldn't believe the amount of, um, like, the links that these people would go to, to, to do better after that. You know what I mean? Because, like, oh, I had yeah. a guy, I, I had a guy on, on my podcast, bro, and you should hit him up, too, to get him on y'all's podcast, but his name on Instagram is at the men's barber. Okay. And this dude, uh, and I, I'm, I feel like a dick right now for not remembering his name. I'm gonna Google him really quick. But he, um, what he does is he, he runs this this barber shop out in California. His name's Jason Jason Schneidman. Sorry, uh, but what Jason does, he's came on my podcast before and talked about it more in depth. But he runs this um, this barber shop out in out in California, and once every month or once every week, you know, whenever. They uh, pretty much they go and set up these tents like all around the city, and they uh -huh. give homeless people haircuts. They give them shaves. They set up Yo. little portable showers. Yo, they I've buy them clothes. Shit like I've seen shit like that. I don't know if it's the same dude, but I've seen stuff like that all over like Facebook and Instagram. I don't know if it's necessarily the same dude, but yeah, damn. So that means you you wouldn't believe like what one haircut could do for somebody because they could go out and land, even if it's a job, just bussing tables, bro. That's like a steady income to where they can start working up, it's like from there. It's better yeah. than nothing, especially like now during the pandemic. Especially how people are like, well, there's no jobs, and the only jobs that are out there are like you know kind of bullshit jobs. It's like, well, it's better than the ten dollars an hour you're not making right now, you know? It, right. It, that's that's huge. It, see, hostels like uh, to bring back my other buddy. He that travels a lot. He goes and stays at hostels, and you don't you can pay to stay there. It's super cheap. But you can also do, like, work to stay there. And it's not like you're working eight hours. You know, you do, like, little simple things for them. and shit Take like the that. trash out. Yeah, take the trash yeah. out. Take all, like take care of the garden. Make sure the garden's good and clean the kitchen and do dishes and shit like that. And, you know, you do them in the morning and then it's, like, three hours of your time. And you can go do whatever. And they feed and 
you know, you get your stay and all that. It, they started doing that to the homeless people. That would help out a lot of them. But the only problem I see with it is, you know, the homeless people that are homeless because they make stupid, bad decisions and continue to make them and don't want to change things. The ones that are, you know, just super big drug addicts. I'm not saying that all of them are like that, that are drug addicts, but you got to watch out for stuff like that because they'll abuse that system in a sense and they won't want to better themselves. They'll just use the system, you know, which I mean, yeah. it still help them in a sense because they're still doing helping the community, but it wouldn't help them uh, longevity wise. Well, that's what I'm saying, though, because you have these prison crews that, you know, they'll get out and they'll work a highway, right? And they'll, right, they'll right. get out and they'll, like, quote, unquote, like, adopt the highway. So why don't you why don't you use these contractors? You build up a couple apartments. You know, not don't even call them apartments, just, like, dorms or whatever you want to call them. You build up a couple of these buildings for, these, for the homeless people. You tell them, look, every Monday, Wednesday, and let's say Friday – you come outside 7 a.m., you get on this bus. If you ain't on this bus, you can't stay here, exactly. you know, or or if you're not getting on this bus and going out doing, you know, this this work, then you have to, you know, you got to stay here and do, like, laundry. You got to do this, whatever it is, you know, just, you know, help these guys out. Um, or even, like, a vocational school, bro, you know, and I've yeah. said it for a long time. These celebrities, bro, like, like celebrities from different areas could just help out their own city, bro. And you know what I'm saying? Do. Some of them do, yeah. I mean, but but focus on getting these people who don't have like they don't have a home or they don't even have resources, bro. Like, take care of these people. Yeah, seriously. And, and the resources of a lot of people that not even just necessarily celebrities. A lot of people that make it out of rough situations and grew up in rough situations usually tend to give back a little bit more. And um, I think a lot more people should give back, especially. Not, I mean, giving back is just a thing of generosity. It's not like, you know, you have to do this. But especially people that have just that endless amount of money. Like, you are not going to spend that in your lifetime fucking ever. Even if you had six lifetimes, you're not going to spend that amount of money. People like that should help out a little bit more than they do to not even just money-wise, but help out in the educational system a little bit more, help out with over here. And you could really see – the, the growth of your own economy, your own like society, you can see your whole, you know, your whole country, you can see the growth in different areas on everything. If you really put your mind to it and helped out and like put not just money and threw money at it, but you know, put your mind into where is that going to directly go in a sense. It's called doing God's work, brother. And that's, you know, more celebrities need to do that. I mean, it's, it's a shame, man, that these people and not you know not knocking them at all. You know, you get your money, you want to take care of your own family first. Oh, of but, course, of but course. if you've got that much money, bro, you know, like a, let's say like a Kanye West figure, right? Came from Chicago, he knows how it is. So, you know, people like him and Chance the Rapper, you know, I've noticed they kind of give back to Chicago every now and then. You know, oh, yeah. Chance Chance bought into the uh, the I think it was the the arts the arts education department or whatever in Chicago, and like kind of hooked them up, but. You know, you got to worry about the youth, and then you got to worry about these people who just don't have a voice. Yeah, and so what I've noticed, too, is a lot of these celebrities, and when they do give back, 
they're not giving back necessarily in the right way. Yeah, they're still helping in a sense, but they're not giving back correctly. They're doing it for publicity. They're doing it to stay a little bit relevant. They're doing it to change people's minds and feelings and how they think about them when you should be doing it out of the kindness of your heart. Like you don't necessarily, you don't need a TV crew there, bro, to sit here and videotape you doing all these charity events, bro. You don't need to do that. You can just do it just to do it. You don't need to do it for clout and for, you know, the media and shit like that. You need to just do it because you want to see a change. Exactly, man. And that's, you're right. I mean, a lot of it too is people don't want to do stuff because nobody's watching. Yeah. That's a lot of the problem. And a lot of people will do stuff just because people are watching, which I'm still like, oh, that's tied that you're giving back, but you need to change the the moral (laughs) part of why you're doing it. (laughs) Like, you know, you need to get more in touch with yourself on that end. I caught a uh, I caught a Zoom AA meeting earlier, and uh, one of the people in that group had just happened to mention the same thing. Uh, they said, you know, just one person can turn an entire family or an entire group around, just yeah. like a, a good influence, bro. And I believe that, you know, one or, or two or maybe even three people could turn an entire city around with the right uh, yeah, mindset, you know? So the AA, you're an AA? Uh, no, I actually just stopped in by one today. Uh, they do, they're doing a lot of AA stuff online on zoom right now. And, um, you know, I, I'm in a lot of different groups on Reddit. I'm in a lot of different groups, uh, on Facebook, on Twitter. And one of the, um, one of the groups that I was in, a guy said that he, he started going to these AA meetings, um, just to like kind of talk about like his mental health. He didn't really have like a, like so much of a problem with alcohol, but right. just like overall, like just, he had a, uh, he, he, his mental health was, was deteriorating. And he said that it made him feel better by going to these meetings. And uh, I was like, you know what, man, like go just listening to other people's inspiring stories, you know, that is kind of uplifting. And um, I was like, you know what, I think I might try that, you know, just to get that little, you know, just get them endorphins going, just hearing somebody else uh, succeed past a point in their life. Uh, you know, like, you know, you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah, because I was about to tell you that's a, I'm in AA too. I've been sober for a while. I mean, I smoke weed, but other than that, like, I had a huge problem with drinking and all that for a while, especially since I'm in the music industry and the broadcasting industry, just the entertainment industry all around. I had a huge problem with alcohol for a long time, probably since I was 16 <laughs> until I was about, well, no, probably 15 to 21, 22. I was a heavy drinker at a point. I was able to kill, you know, 30 cases by myself and at, at night, and I would do it even if I was just by myself. I'd funnel beers and, like, I had beer funnels and shit that just hung them on my wall, and I would just, you know, get excessive with it for a long time, and I'd have a doctor my so my cousin she hold it real quick my cousin she died at 29 from liver failure because she was a heavy drinker like I was and I went and got myself checked out because I didn't want to go down that path and this is before like I even knew I was an alcoholic and my doctor pulled me aside and after I was doing blood work and when he was doing it he was he told me he was like yo he's like you a drinker (laughs) I was like yeah he's like well you need to stop like now and so over the course of like a year i was doing blood tests you know like you know the when they do the scans for babies ultrasounds or whatever i had to do a bunch of those scans on my liver i had to do that for like eight months 
and not even knowing like you know what the cause of it is like what what's going on like is it getting better like it was nothing was changing for a while and I, you know i'd quit drinking and doing that while being an entertainer dude it was hard bro like that you know always going out every night always going to the club always going to someone else's party or show or an event to do promos or your own video shoots or in the studio it's always around it's hard dude this stuff is hard i am uh i'm very honored that you uh that you chose to tell your story on my podcast so hey i'm very honored uh b congratulations on your on your sobriety i um i've had a couple struggles with alcohol in the past i i have this problem where i like to be the like the life of the party Yep, same you, here. you know what I mean? <laughs> same here. And uh, and you know when you like when you live like that, man, like you, alcohol is like your best friend, you know, because you're just you're too worried about everybody else having a good time. You're not worried about your own, uh, like your own good time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's I've, I feel like I've spent a lot of my, um, like I spent most of my teenage years like that, and a lot of my adult like my adult life and then you know when you have a kid everything kind of changes you know because i've got a i got a, a daughter um so you know everything kind of changed and i i was able to get a grip on it but there's a lot of like when you when you find people um who like struggle with drinking or, or they struggle with like substance abuse there's always something underlying um yeah. that like a lot of people don't want to admit or they maybe push back you know like a trauma that they've endured and they don't want to come face to face with it. And that's, that's the root of the, uh, the actual issue. So for me, you know, I've, I've struggled with anxiety and I've struggled with depression my entire life. And I almost use those as like my crutches, like, like quote unquote, why I needed a drink, you I know? That same thing. And, uh, so I spent, you know, the last couple of years just really letting it go. You know what I mean? Like really just letting it fly. And then when I had a daughter, I was like, all right, I need to, you know, I need to, you know, for lack of a better term, like grow up. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so I've, I've slowed down on my drinking a lot and I know that I can sit and I can drink with a couple buddies or, you know, I can have wine with my girl over dinner, you know, and I'll be completely fine. I'm not going to overdo it, you know, but the mental aspect of everything is still, you know, like I still, Excuse me, I was trying to, I was about to burp. I'm drinking a Pepsi right now and uh <laughs> yeah. I used to I used to not drink Pepsi at all. Like I used to only drink Mountain Dew, which I was definitely shitting on at the beginning of the podcast, but I'm I like I love Pepsi now, dude. Um Dude, it really is, right? I think it's better than Coke, like 100%. Like you can tell a difference. Mm, it just depends. Like Oh, dude, come most on. Of t- most of the time I'll take a Coke, but if it's like a wild cherry Pepsi, you got me for sure. <laughs> like no doubt. The vanilla, the vanilla Pepsi is like my my vice. But no, I I can drink now and be sociable and not overdo it. Um the reason I wanted to do the AA meeting this week is because I like I said I'm in like a lot of like self-help groups and like mm-hmm. uh groups for like people with anxiety or people that are like struggling and I I like I don't like sharing in those groups, but I like reading other people's I don't I don't like reading other people's struggles, but I like reading other people's successes. And one guy said that he had recently started doing these AA meetings online because uh, it gave him like a really good feeling hearing about these people succeeding. Yeah. And it gave him like a, like a sense of like community and like a sense of feeling. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it out. Um, 
I had people urge me to go to AA a couple, you know, a couple of years ago. And I just, I was always like, eh, you know, whatever. But I actually, I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed it a little bit tonight. It was very weird uh, through Zoom. I think in person it would have been a lot better. Oh, yeah. It, it's um, different. You know, with I've social distancing and all. Online, never done one. It was very weird. Um, of course, it shows like one person at a time. Right, because like you know, with the you can like mute your mic or whatever, so it shows one person at a time. Uh-huh. Um, so at one point, I thought it was just me and the like the leader, yeah. and that was it. And then I realized you could scroll and see everybody else. And there was a lot of people in our in our group, and I was probably the, probably the rudest person in there because, you know, I joined in Mike Full Blair TV all the way up. <laughs> you know, I was like unwrapping a baconator, so you could hear that little, you know. Uh, and then I ate. I ate during the first like ten minutes of it. Oh my like God. every everybody got to watch me eat a baconator, and then they got to watch me like eat some chili afterwards from Wendy's. Was your was your mic muted? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I muted it, but still. Oh, that would have been hilarious if it <laughs> if was I just, muted. If I just oh. ate ate in front of you, but no, I uh, I sat in for a little bit, man. I enjoyed it. It was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it was nice, man. It it does give you a good feeling, like listening to other people succeed. It does, and people and, that... and even. Even listening to you, I didn't mean to cut you off, but even yeah, listening yeah. to you talk about, you know, you've been sober, like, you know, that kind of made me feel good. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, like, and I never, so when I first quit drinking, I never went to AA, bro. Like, honestly, I was scared and embarrassed that I even had that problem, especially doing what I was doing. I used to sit in my car sometimes, like, when I had to quit and knowing that I might have a huge, you know, liver problem or a failure type of thing going on and my anxiety ran with it a lot that I couldn't do, you know, music or be in the studio or be around people or do any of this. I was like, I used to like sit there in my car and cry. Like, how am I going to be able to do, you know, be a performer and be an entertainer if I can't drink? I just thought that that was my whole thing. Like, you know, every time I was recording, I was in the studio, I was on a video shoot set, I was anywhere. I was always drinking. I was always with other artists or other managers or other people in the industry, like cameramen or whoever, or sound engineers, producers, always drinking or doing something of the sorts of that. So I always thought that that was part of the job. I never knew how many people were actually like sober and all of that. But I started going to AA when I was dating this girl. Me and her broke up like a couple months ago. We were dating for like almost three years, but she was an alcoholic too and i didn't know from the start and she totaled my car and got a dui one night and that's when i decided i was like fuck dude like i need to because i at that point my doctors cleared me and i wasn't drinking but i would drink a beer every here and there and i realized like i would started to wanted to drink more i was getting more stressed so like i just completely stopped again and and at this point i haven't had to drink in like two years so, I, but before that, I had a break where I didn't drink for like a year and a half. And then I started dating her and I drank a couple beers here and there. But I realized I had to go to AA again. Like, I, I didn't, not again. I had to just go to AA and I had to start taking her. And then I had to like do the whole, like, I can't drink at all either because it started to really eat at what I was doing. And I wanted to, you know, go back to my old lifestyle. That shit was hard. I, uh, I don't know if you, how many other episodes of my podcast you listen to, but. I talk about Mac Miller a lot. Mac Miller is my favorite artist of all time. Down ass um, Mac Miller. Man, R.I.P. Bro to the goat. Um, but after Mac died, I I got sober for a while, and then 
I, I just, yeah, you kind of slip back into like old habits and stuff. You know, it's like you ever quit smoking cigarettes and then yeah. you like, you go to drive down the road. <laughs> Dude, you, you quit smoking cigarettes and you go to drive down the road and you're like, wow, this sucks. Like, like just something simple as driving. But, well, and like, um, you just, you, you get that urge. It's just like, oh, I haven't smoked in like three months, dude. It's just a cigarette. <laughs> and then you end up buying packs and then you're like, it's not that bad. It's, you're treating yourself. And then you end up smoking again. <laughs> and then you're, you end up buying a cart and you're like, oh, it's on sale. <laughs> it's on sale. Babe, why would I not buy it? Um, <laughs> uh, but no, I, I, I quit drinking a while after Mac Miller had passed because, uh, you know, just on the wrong path. And I was like, that's kind of a sign, you know, and then slowly got back into it, went super hard. And then I quit for a, a most of 2019 and then, you know, kind of easing back into, it, you know, I, like I said, I can, I can go to social events. I can hang out with family and stuff and not get blackout drunk. Even though I did get kind of drunk, uh, uh, back in September during my friend's wedding, I got pretty or August, excuse me, I got pretty, uh, pretty drunk, but it was a, it was a fun drunk, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I didn't mean to, I wasn't aiming for it, it just kind of, uh, crept up on me, but I've not been drunk since then. Um, see, that's, that's good. Yeah, man, yeah, it's a lot of self-control, man, it's, it's weird, it's weird how your mind will just be like, hey, finish that Jaeger bomb, and then, (laughs) and then go light that car on fire, and you're just like, oh, I can't do that. So you I shouldn't. stopped drinking all crazy when you had a kid. Like I mean, you just kind of like settled down a lot more when you had, when you had a kid. Yeah, yeah. It just like it felt like the right thing to do. You know what I mean? Like I, I was like, well, I'm about to have a kid. Like I don't want to, I don't want to have any, um, like vices. Right. You, you know what I mean? Like, and I wanted to quit vaping too, because like I've quit smoking cigarettes. I wanted to quit vaping. Um, but that's like probably one of the things where I'm just like, oh, I'm not ready because, uh, you know, I, I quit trash. drinking, <laughs> I quit drinking. I was like, I can't quit friggin' vaping in, in the, at the same time, you know? And I gave up caffeine for a while, bro. Ooh. Um, which was, it was, it was like nifty. See, I do that too. Sometimes it's hard to caffeine. It's like the littlest thing ever. And you're like, oh, I could do it for sure. But you're like, you break it down. You're like, fuck dude. Caffeine's in a lot of things. <laughs> that I enjoy, dude. Tea. I didn't realize caffeine was in tea. Yep, gotta get decaffeinated tea. Even it's like a, the tiniest amount of caffeine fucking ever, but it's still caffeine. I would drink like water or like uh like lemonade all the time, yeah. and like I guess like the lemonade like the the pH balance would like make my mouth feel all weird because I was just chugging it all day long. Oh, I did that too. I've I've had that same problem. You get like a not like a fuzzy mouth, but it like it's it's a little numb, a little fuzzy. But you can. You remember eating? You remember Altoids? Yeah, yeah. And like you would eat, you'd eat the whole tin at one time, and your mouth would just feel like sandpaper. Like the good, like the good orange candy. Oh yeah, 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 buddy. Those ones are bomb as fuck. Little crystal one looking ones. Man, those are good. Better times, man. They used to have better candy when we were growing up. I think way better candy well i mean actually i don't know now i mean now they have a lot of nasty fucking candy like they have you know like fire jolly ranchers they have like fire sour patch kids and you know remember the fire pepsi the hot pepsi they had oh man chocolate skittles like they they've done a lot of nasty degrading things but like they've also picked it up a bunch to where it's like i found some new candy dude that's just like dude what the fuck is going on like why didn't we have this when i was a child like what (laughs) <laughs> you remember those Dorito Puffs? You remember those? 
The Dorito Puffs? I think that's what they're called. I'm gonna I'm gonna do us a Google really quick so I don't sound like an idiot. Dorito, what the what were they called? Yeah, puffs. Is that what they're called? Yeah, dude, Dorito 3D. Do you remember those? No, hold on, let me see. They looked like they're called Doritos 3D. They looked like uh, they look like bugles kind. That's probably what they were, dude. Hold on, let me look Just... at it. Dorito 3D puffs. Yeah, yeah, I remember these. Oh my god, they had these for like, they had them for like a couple years, and then that one. Bro, they were fire, dude. You get you a pack of those, and you get you a can of Vault, dude. You remember that? Vault, <laughs> dude. I get straight up twisted on Doritos and Vault, dude. Cause that was the that was like the half. Um, it was like a it was like a sprite kind of soda. But it was like half energy drink, half soda. It, it was like if you took like a sprite and like a Mountain Dew yeah, and yeah. you cut it with like Monster Energy, and you yeah. just went fuck wild. Dude, those are fucking nasty. I mean, I I drank a lot of them, but when you realize it now, if you were to drink one now, you'd probably throw up. There's probably a reason why they got discontinued. <laughs> dude, I drank a uh, I drank like a damn twelve pack of them one time while I was playing Tony Hawk. Dude, I felt unstoppable. Dude, I used to do that too, and you'd feel like dog shit. I'd have like a 12 pack of Coca Cola, sit in the basement, play video games all night. You know, drink the whole thing by like the fifth or sixth one. I'm bloated. I feel like throwing up. My mouth feels like shit. You feel like all the all the syrup and corrosives in the soda. You can just feel it settling in your stomach. But a butt piss out your butt. Yeah, no way. I can't do that anymore <laughs> at all. At all. You know, I've noticed that. So actually, I want to tell you a story real quick. So I think it was yeah, it was Monday. On Monday, oh, actually, so Sunday. So Saturday, I ate like shit. And of course, Sunday, I ate like shit even more. So Sunday, I ate a bunch of, uh, I had made a huge ass bowl of guacamole with like serrano peppers, jalapeno peppers, onions, you know, a bunch of other spicy shit. And I ate the whole bowl to myself. It was like a huge bowl, like a huge metal bowl that you mix it in, that you would mix the guacamole in because, you know, there's a bunch. You mm -hmm. uh, ate it out of the whole bowl, ate the whole thing. After that, I ate a whole package of Nutty Bars, not just like two sticks, like the whole fucking oh, box of yes. Nutty Bars. And then after that, I ate a whole family-sized bag of like the baked kettle jalapeno chips, like the family-sized bag. And I woke up at – I had to wake up at 7 a.m. for work. I woke up at 4 in the morning with mad heartburn, diarrhea, <laughs> and then I ended up throwing up a bunch. It was, it was out of all holes. I ended up calling my boss. I was like, fuck, I'm not coming in. And then I ended up telling him the next day on Tuesday. I was like, yeah, bro. And he's like, what's up with you? I was like, yeah, I, I had like food poisoning. He's like, what did you do? He's like, so I told him what I ate. And he looked at me. He's like, you, you seriously fucking called out of work for that? He's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> he was pissed. He was like, are you serious? <laughs> bro, the other day I went and ate at this little mad Greek restaurant like 15 minutes from my house. Me and one of my buddies went to it. And we sat down. We ordered pizza. Like, we're just chilling. Dude, I don't even think, like, we had to rush home, bro. I'm talking, like, 70, like, like 70 miles an hour down a back road, bro. I had to go. Like, it just hit me. I was I was messed up for two days after that. Dude, just from, like, food poisoning, bro. You got to pull over on the side of the road. This way you got to keep toilet paper in your trunk. Right. Dude, I had to throw up. I had to throw up before I went in the house. Oh, dude, I've done that a bunch. <laughs> I was hammered and intoxicated. That's what I was about to say. Usually we're drunk when we do that, but this time I was painfully sober. Um, 
man, we've we've been talking for forty two minutes, and I haven't even got to the meat and potatoes of this bitch yet. And sorry for saying the b word. If you're, are you a feminist, Eric? No, no. My, <laughs> no, my podcast is called Another Booty Licking Track. Does this sound like I'm a feminist? How did you get started doing the uh, the Another Booty Licking Track podcast? Alright, so so like as I said, I'm a rapper, and I like all my friends are basically like in the industry in a sense, and a lot of my friends are like hype men and rappers and like video dudes and producers and shit. So, Wait a second, can I stop you? Yeah. You just said hype man? Like hype man, like the dudes that like just like do ad libs and like you know that are like oh shows stuff like that. I thought you meant like you had like a friend that would just follow you around, and like you'd be standing in line at a gas station, they'd say like. I don't know, like twelve seventy five, and your buddy'd be like, "All right, then." You know what I mean? mean? Kind of. Yes. I, I got a buddy that just like comes and like chills with me. We walk around and like he just says dumb shit. But I say dumb shit too. <laughs> so we were we were rapping in the kitchen. Me and this one dude, JDJ. He's like kind of one of the co-hosts on my show. He's he's just on like a lot of episodes. I wouldn't say he's like the co-host, but um. So he used to be signed with me under Melania Records. We used to also work for this record label too. Well, we were rapping in the kitchen one day, and we got because so we were making like bacon and eggs in the morning. And we had this dude Johnny Gringo with us, and we were just chilling, rapping in the kitchen. We we're putting on like trap beats, which are like you know just like dark kind of like drill kind of music beats, and we started just rapping about eating ass, and <laughs> it just kind of got off. It got off of hand, and then we just started rapping about another booty licking track, bitch. And then, you know, we just kept going. And then I was talking about doing a podcast for, like, two or three months before we even started, like, doing, like, that freestyle in the kitchen. And my homeboy said, hey, if you're still doing that podcast, like, this is you should call it another booty licking track. <laughs> and that's how we started it. Even though they don't eat ass or nothing, I'm the only one that kind of does. And I don't, I wouldn't even say I really do. It's more of like sometimes if it's clean and it's scrubbed down with like a loofah and soap and everything like right out the shower and it's fresh for sure for sure. Are you a uh, are you a fan of Jeffrey Dahmer's work? Jeffrey, no. <laughs> he he was the one that was like drugging people and like fucking banging them and killing them and murdering them. He was that dude, right? Uh, yep. Yeah, he would yeah. uh he would eat people as well. He would eat, he, I mean, literally eat ass as well. See, but that's different. They're, like, unconscious, and, you know, they just got out of a club, so all that ball sweat and, you know, just all that pussy juice. That's gross. That's nasty. You got to have it, like, clean. Especially if you're about to eat a chick out, like, that's gross. I'm sorry. You better rub it with soap or something. Not Jeffrey Dahmer. It's uh, Ted Bundy I'm thinking oh, of. Oh, Ted Bundy? Yeah, I'm over Ted Bundy's creepy ass. Are you a, friend, are you a fan of his work? No, same, not really. That fool was crazy. <laughs> that fool was crazy too. But they, see, but was he Jeffrey? No, not Jeffrey. Dunn. Zach Efron played Ted Bundy. Yeah. Okay. Because that I watched that. Well, that wasn't even a movie, really. That was just like a documentary on Netflix, wasn't it? About like kind of like how he got out of prison. Because I watched it for a little bit, and um, I'm trying to remember what he did. He would. He was just that attractive dude that would just pick up chicks, and he was like a serial killer, wasn't he? Yeah, he uh he drove the Volkswagen Bug and yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. okay, yes, I remember him now. You're not a not a fan of his work though? No, not really. Couldn't say I am. <laughs> <Dude's creepy laughs> <as> shit. <laughs> well even 
a lot of these people are creepy, bro, that are out here. You got especially with like social media. Like, do you ever get? I mean, of course, you probably get like scammers and shit like that that message you. But do you ever get like those weird, like creepy people that message you like out of nowhere? And they're like real people. They're not like fake profiles. But you like look at it. They're like faces painted. They got like you know gnarly ass greasy hair. They look like they're up to no good. Like not necessarily white trash, but like really, really, really heading down that road. I mean, not even white trash to say that, like way past white trash, <laughs> you know. A lot of them have the uh, the hatchet man tattoo. Yeah, the hatchet man tattoo. Juggalos actually. Why didn't I couldn't think of that? Juggalos is a great example. The hygiene is off. They like to wear gross, baggy black jeans, and you know they don't really care about their personal appearance. They have you know cornrows, and they don't wash their hair correctly. Yeah, juggalos. Um. So your podcast, <laughs> uh, your podcast that you just, so it just kind of like randomly came about. Yeah, it randomly came about. I was thinking about doing it for a while because, so I ended up, I stopped rapping for a minute. Oh, I mean, I'm rapping again, but I stopped making music and going into studios and doing all that for probably about a year. And I started getting like really depressed, but I still hung out with, you know, all my friends that were recording and, you know, doing shows and all that. So I got more sad because I still wanted to do it, but it's just, I don't know. I was, a lot of things happened with like a lot of different producers and like I was with a record label and some really bad shit went down and like, it kind of like, it pushed me away from doing the actual industry part of it. Not just, you know, going into the studio and recording. It was like a lot more to it than that, that I had to do. So I was just getting really depressed without it. And I just started the podcast because I, I, I still didn't do music for probably a good like two months, two or three months after I started the podcast. Because I was like, I have to get back around microphones and other people and interviews and stuff like that. Or else I'm going to go like not kill myself. I'm going to be a sad sack of shit sitting by myself in my basement, you know. You didn't get one of them hatchet man tattoos at that point. Yeah, at that point. I mean, why do juggle? I don't even think juggalos want to be juggalos. It's the same thing with like Southsiders. I'm not trying to like start shit with gangs, but like. Not even Southsiders want to be Southsiders. That's like the most trashiest ones out of all of them. Like you know, everyone clowns and hates on you and like laughs at you and shit. It's like I don't, I don't necessarily understand where they're going with it or why they want to rep that, you know, block or that, you know, that gang. Uh, this podcast today has been brought to you by Southside <laughs> Auto Mall. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um. <laughs> it, it is weird because a lot of my friends are or like gang members and bangers and de- drug dealers and shit like that. So my life is really weird. I'm all over the place. I'm like that normal white kid out of the suburbs of, you know, Colorado. But then I have a whole nother side to me to where I'm in the, you know, not necessarily the trenches, but I'm in the bad areas. I've been shot at more times than I can count. I've, I don't do dumb shit anymore, but I used to go out of my way to do incredibly dumb shit that would land me in jail for years and years, you know, getting mixed up with the wrong people. I mean, I still affiliate myself with those people, but I just don't do that dumb shit anymore <laughs> either. Are you uh, are you legally allowed to say whether you stay strapped? Oh, hell yeah, bro. I always stay strapped, dude. I'm not trying to get shot. Like I said, I've been shot at a bunch. Like, you always stay strapped. I mean, especially just with crazy-ass people. Not even if you're just, like, hanging out with dumb motherfuckers like I am. Even if you're just, like, out in the normal streets. You know, my homeboy, he's a big Trump supporter, and he was in Aurora, which is not a bad part of Colorado, but not a definitely not a Trump-friendly area. And on his Jeep, he has a Trump flag sign, and it's 
pretty tall and and there's the middle of the night this black dude got out of his car at a red light tore off the trump sign of my homie's jeep my homie gets out of his car and his wife's in the car like what the fuck my homie gets out of the car starts screaming at him and you know yelling at him the dude peels off and hits my friend with his car my homie's holding on to his hood like just you know like in shock of like what's even going on over a trump sign like just in he hit him with it and now like he got his license plate and there's like a lawsuit set and everything's going on with that like you should always stay strapped i was telling him that and he doesn't affiliate himself with dumb people like i do he doesn't go out of his way to do dumb shit even though the trump sign in aurora is just you know asking for trouble you know i was uh i was crossing a street one time when i got uh i didn't get ran over i just got kind of nudged with the front end of a vehicle Oh, and uh, no. a man, a man who presumably was definitely uh, high on narcotics, poked his head <laughs> out the window and was like, "Hey, you okay?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he was like, "Please don't call the cops." And he just sped off. Um, I like Colorado, man. You're, we're getting to a point where having an opinion is almost like a death sentence in a lot of ways, whether it be to your personal brand or even walk in the streets you know these you know i live in a very rural uh kind of redneck ish area um but even still you know people and i'm one of those people man i'm a hippie bro i mean you mean you've been talking for a little bit i'm just kind of a hippie bro like i just want everybody to get along i don't you know um i don't i don't like nonsensical violence you know i teach controlled chaos bro like i teach mma like i i literally teach controlled chaos oh gee, so i don't really? that's tight yeah yeah so i don't i don't like any unnecessary nonsense and uh you know I, like i said i live in a really redneck town where a lot of people are flying uh trump flags and and the very few people that that have these biden uh uh you know the little things in their yard the stick signs or whatever you know yeah they're they're messing with them and i'm just like man why like why go out of your way to especially especially because if you're trying to prove this point that your uh candidate is more uh sufficient or more um what's the word i'm looking for eric they're trying to prove that their their candidate is more um i would say like this is like my input kind of on the situation they're trying to prove like so biden i'm not necessarily trying to this is just an example i'm not pointing out all biden people are like this but you know these people will come in tear out your trump sign and say like we want equality we want better this we want unity we want to respect each yes we want this but what they're doing their action is showing the complete fucking opposite it's like you want this but yet you're coming over here you're saying we need to respect each other and each other's rights and opinions but you're coming over here disrespecting my opinion and my right to like you know like just as an example like i don't necessarily like donald trump but you know to for me liking donald trump you're gonna come rip my sign out and key my fucking car because your candidate says we need to push for racial rights and you know it's not like that i mean people are racist but it 
it's not like it was back in the 30s, guys. It's You're not getting hoes out of restaurants. Everyone has the same fucking right in America. Every black dude has the same right as me. You know, some cops are racist and people in those positions of power, but that's not necessarily our fault. But you're trying to push this whole opposition of we want to do right and have better people and people who think, you know, more openly, but you're going to go punch someone or is physically assault someone or vandalize their property because of their opinion, but you're pushing for that. Yeah, that's a, that's, I mean, that's essentially what I'm trying to get at. They're trying to, they're trying to say that one candidate is more qualified. That was the word I was looking for, uh, more qualified than the other, but their followers are not acting as such. And that's what really gets me. And that's both parties. You know, there are some, there are some hardcore Trumpers and, and they just act like, uh, you know, like, like, uh, idiots. And then there's a lot of people who are riding with Biden that just act like, uh, you know, maybe they're riding with Biden in maybe a maybe a monster truck, and they're trying to trying to tear shit down. I mean, it's it, man, it is what it is. I uh, I try not to get political. I'm voting oh, third yeah. party. I'm not even a political person at all, bro. Like at all. I'm voting. <laughs> uh, I'm voting third party, man. I'm voting Joe Jorgensen. I really like her. She to uh, to me, she's the most qualified, and and you know i'm i'm very libertarian though because like i said i grew up in the appalachian mountains bro like i don't believe yeah. government should be stepping on anybody's personal freedom well especially like the government i think just like touch up on this i'm not like political or anything but i feel like someone in washington dc shouldn't be making you know the laws for someone in colorado you know it's like you don't even live here you don't know what's best for my community my society my state my city like why are you making these regulations and laws and rules and you've never fucking even been here? Like, so, like, I agree, like, you know, with the government and, like, that way, and the government has way too much control <laughs> over us, like, in, in general. It's a weird time, man. 2020 is. It's very, uh, very odd yeah, how so everything's gonna, playing out. You're going to hate me for this. I, I'm not voting, bro. And I, you know, when trump ran last time i didn't vote like i think trump is hilarious and just like his actions and the shit he says he's funny he's a funny dude but i don't necessarily agree with some of the things he says but i don't necessarily side with him and same with you know the democratic party i'm not i'm not with them either but you know people people even that are supporting trump have to hide it i've noticed that there's a lot of people that are like oh yeah you know what their friends i'm for sure voting for biden fuck trump you know they'll sit there and do that but they're secretly voting for Trump because they don't want to have drama or have anything escalate because someone has a harsh feeling against Trump or what he's doing. You know, that shit is kind of unacceptable because you're trying to be open and have freedom of speech and, you know, have free opinions. This is not Iraq where you're going to get shot <laughs> over who you vote. It shouldn't be like that. And that's how people are acting. I tell you, I, uh, if you take personal lives out of the matter, right um which i i think they honestly kind of should i th- you know what would be really cool is if they gave us all these candidates and then just didn't tell us who was who what do you mean they like just gave us like, like their po- like they just gave us their policies and their ideas and just didn't show us okay. a picture of them or what that would but, help that would help but then you wouldn't get the whole because you want to know what that person's about if they're about to be making big decisions you want to know who it is and Cause, um, Could you trust somebody with a with a comb over? 
fuck no, but I'm not going to trust any politician either, and I'm not going to trust any multi-billion dollar businessman. Like, yeah, he might know how to make money, but at the same time, you know, low-key, he's a piece of shit. He's done a lot of shitty things. Same with every politician. They're all pieces of shit that are going to lie to you no matter what. Like, even, you know, if you watch the debates, um, you know, how Trump, how he, when he talks, like, what he does with his hands and, like, how he moves them back and forth and up and down. He does, like, the okay thing and moves his lips and, like, how he points when he's trying to sell you on something. Like, the dude's a fucking businessman. He's not a politician, but that dude will not necessarily lie to you, but that dude will bend the truth and here, here and there and just kind of how he comes off. It kind of seems like a scheme a little bit, but, you know, that's what you get when you're trying to win votes for everybody and when you're separating people in parties you know you're gonna i mean you're making people do dirty shit i uh i've swore that i was not gonna get political and i'm not getting political to like argue anything uh against against you or anything but um i i tell you i if you take personal opinion or personal bias out of the way i think trump is probably more qualified than biden even though biden has spent the last 47 years uh in government you know i just i still feel like i I like Trump a lot more than Biden. Uh, and then you got to think, because we have old presidential candidates. All the um, time. You know what I'm saying? You, do you remember the Tom movie... Uh, do you remember the movie Big Daddy? Adam Sandler yes, and his, yes. his girlfriend's cheating on him, and she goes, he has a five-year plan, and Adam Sandler goes, what is it, don't die? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I like... Um, I, I mean, I don't like... So what it is 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 in this four years because Biden's pretty senile, bro. Like he's oh, he's getting sure. he's getting some touches of dementia, whether anyone wants to admit it or not. You would be left with Kamala Harris in that yeah. case, which I just I do not like her at all. At Especially all. you know she <laughs> she worked a lot of prisoners um, during those California wildfires, man, and then they didn't uh, they were definitely not appreciated. Which granted, I can see you know, the other side of the argument, oh, well, they were prisoners. Yes, but they're still human beings. Exactly. There's still that moral point, you know? Um, how did you start rapping? Uh, I feel like uh, we should just jump ship on this. On yeah, this. right, right. How did you start uh, rapping? So I, when I got out of high school, originally, bro, I hated rap music. I hated that shit. And then I was about a junior in high school. I started listening to more and more of it. Like, I would listen to, you know, the the classic, you know, 2000 hits and shit like that. But I wasn't a huge fan of rap, and I would more say I hated it more than anything. And when I was a junior in high school, I started hanging out with different groups of people to really get rid of my ignorance and you know kind of open my mind a little bit to actually what the the meanings of the songs were because i just thought it was dumb you know i would hear a lot of the mainstream stuff that was out i didn't understand it and i just immediately instead of looking at it and listening to it and trying to understand it i would just be like no fuck that it's trash dude this music sucks you know i hate the whole genre but i started liking it and then eventually when this whole new wave of mainstream music happened when i started liking rap i was like oh i love this music this genre is awesome 
um, this whole new mainstream in 2013 started happening and music really took a downfall and my whole drive was to make money. I was, you know, being dumb. I was like, you know what? I want to be a rapper. If these dudes can do it and it's trash, I, I already know. Like, cause, I mean, I was in bands in high school. Like I was a vocalist. I knew I already knew how to write music and do stuff like that. So it wasn't like I was just, you know, some idiot that was like, I want to be a rapper. I had somewhat of experience in the in the music industry already, just, you know, with writing and practicing and doing stuff like that. So I decided to start out, and I was horrible. I was terrible. I was probably like 19, maybe almost 19 when I started rapping. It was horrible, bro. Like, it was awful. And I started really working at it and getting in the studio. And I actually, like, my whole drive was money, money, money. I want to, if these dudes can do it, I can do it. But eventually, probably after a good six months when I found, like, really good friends and, like, best friends that I'm still friends with now that do this music stuff, I, they show, they basically opened my mind to find love for the music and, like, a passion for it more than just money. Like, now, I, don't, I mean, even a couple years back, even three years back, I didn't give a shit if I made money off my music or my podcast or anything. I just wanted to do it for the love of doing it and the love of pushing content, you know? And uh, it says a lot about somebody who loves something so much that they'll, uh, you know, like they would do it for free. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because I used to be like, oh, I'm not going to do this for free or that for free. And even, even... So I wouldn't even say when I started, probably a couple years in when I was really experienced and I was, you know, going inside of big studios and, you know, meeting artists and, you know, really getting into the that part of the business. I was, you know, more money driven, I would say. I mean, I still, you know, love doing it. I would still do it for free for certain people. But if you wanted to have me on your song or do features or have me, you know, mix your stuff or find you other artists to do you know work with i'm charging you like and it's not going to be cheap you know just because the the industry you know all the softwares and the you know studio rent time and all that that stuff is not cheap at all and you know after that i started you know being kind of more money motivated and treated it more as a business but then i kind of cut out of it because i started acting like a douchebag uh, like i said i was working for like a record label and that point i wouldn't say my ego took over but in a sense it kind of did and i started acting like a douchebag and i was like oh i'm not gonna do this and this and i was like what am i even doing like i'm not even some super big artist like i need to start doing more free stuff so i can go do more shows because at this point i was like i'm not doing a show if it's for free i did a couple free shows and i was like nah like i'm i'm getting paid now because like you know i was dragging people out there getting a you know good viewership and all that and i just thought at that point i need to you know, st- get get up on the next step of the ladder, and I did it in the wrong way. But now, dude, I'll, I'll do free shows. I don't give a shit. I mean, I don't really care about the money, honestly, like at all. It'd be nice, but you know, it's not my concern at, at the moment. It uh, it took me a while before I made money with podcasting. Yeah, and true. some yeah. sometimes that's like a sacrifice you kind of make for like personal freedoms you, like you know what i mean Cause, because like i, I went on a rant oh, well, now i've went on two rants on the podcast uh like solo episodes but you know i went on a rant uh like maybe a week ago or so just because like i, I just felt good you know like you know what i mean mm-hmm. and like i'm now like i'm getting i don't like talking about like money but like i get paid for like the podcast now but like yeah. before that you know these other shit let's say 15 to 20 episodes where nothing was coming in like i done it because i enjoyed it oh, you know yeah, what i mean exactly. 
And that, I mean, when you enjoy something, man, like, I just feel like it comes out more authentic and more, like, more genuine. It does. It just seems like you're actually putting love and interest in it, and you're not being fake because you're getting paid. You're not just putting a smile on your face. And I noticed that, too, because at one point with the podcast, like, I mean, I've gotten paid here and there for some of the stuff on the podcast, but I wouldn't say I regularly get paid for this. Like, I, I don't. I've gotten paid for a few things, but other than that, like, I stopped for, like, probably a good month of the podcast because I had no motivation at all. Like, I was like, yo, whatever, I'm just doing this, and it's for free. And I was just like, I, I found the actual genuine interest. Now, like, when I come on, like, I'm I'm pumped when I get off of work to go even do a solo episode. I'm pumped. I need, to, I need to go on a rant. I need to get this out. I need to just, you know, I just need to go sit down and vent, you know, just pumped to even be around it, even if I just – think the whole episode was trash and i just delete it we, you know don't even release it it's like oh whatever i still got it out you know i still got it out of the way and you find that interest for it. as long as you're not so like driven on one aspect of the quotation mark job of podcasting you know i uh yeah i mean you i expressed this to you the other day i wanted to delete my most recent one yeah um just because like i just like I got kind of self-conscious. I was like, I don't really know. Like I just kind of rambled, you know, like, like I hate, like, I don't want people to listen to my podcast and be like, yo, this dude, he's missing a couple screws. Like this dude just started (laughs) rambling, you know, (laughs) like, like they're 30 minutes in and they have no idea what I've been talking about. Like, I don't, I didn't want that. But at the same time I was like, you know what? I'm just going to leave it up. bro. Like who cares? Because you're right. Like it just feels good. Like, and I'm, I'm getting the same way, man. I'm getting to where, I'm like, I can't wait to come home, hug my kid, and then, you know, like, I love going to the gym, bro, but when I come home from the gym, my kid's asleep, I've ate dinner, I've taken a shower, I cannot wait to come in here and, like, just ramble with different people, ramble by myself, like, I just, I love it, man. Yeah, just even, like, the whole aspect of just, like, talking and, like, the connection, and not, I wouldn't say, like, companionship necessarily but just like the genuine connection of, the, of other people and their interests and people you don't even know and you can meet like super cool people just like talking to them be like huh like why wasn't i always just doing this <laughs> like this is tight type of thing somebody asked me the other day um you know, like how do you meet people and i was like i meet them in the most organic way possible like i put an ad out somebody responds or I contact them directly and they respond. And then I've made a lot of friends off this man. Like, I feel like, you know, like me and you are texting today, you know what I mean? Like, like you just meet a lot of cool people doing this. And that's like, that's the cool thing is like, I've met a lot of really cool people, a lot of genuine people that I still, like I'm still talking to 15 episodes later or, or, you know, 20 episodes later that I'm still in contact with and still keeping up with their day to day life. They're keeping up with mine. Um, so it is, it is super cool. Like the connections that you make and I'm sure like you being in music as well, like, like you're probably doing double that, you know, like you've got connections or you've met these people, um, like everywhere. And that's like, that's what it's all about, man. It's just like, like meeting people and like spreading your word, you know, like what you're all about, giving people the most authentic version of yourself. And that's like, that's when I started the podcast. That's what I wanted originally. Like, so originally when I started the podcast, I wanted it to just be, me and like my best friends that like are like my lifelong friends like even some of them are here right now <laughs> they're just upstairs watching i don't know i think they're watching a college football game or something like that but and i'm in my studio i have like a whole recording studio set up at my house because like, you know i was a rapper and worked for the record label and stuff like that so 
when we started the podcast, I was like, I just want my friends on it. I just want it to be us telling stories about our, you know, our past, you know, and current lives, just like classic funny shit. And just, you know, even just like, it doesn't have to be stories, just, you know, shit we find hilarious. And then I started to wanted to branch out because, you know, I started rapping again and making music again and building my connections back up. I wanted to branch out and make it more of a music podcast. So that's when I started bringing on like, people from the industry and you know other artists you know djs producers you know all 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 around the board i started bringing all those other people on and i after that my friend that lives with me he the dude that travels he when he comes back he when he comes back from like traveling for like a year or like six months or whatever he'll live with me for a couple months he was even telling me because he does a podcast and since he travels he you know does them just like how we're doing you know over the phone or you know skype zoom zencaster whatever you want to call it and he was telling me since his podcast is really building you need to get on other people's shows you need to talk to other people you need to have other people on your shows and not even just artists you need to just branch out even more and i was just like mm, eh, like really hesitating to do it because i didn't i was just my anxiety building like i don't want to talk to other people like fuck that i'm weird and other people are even more weird and douchebags like hell no but then i started talking to more people like i've been on like five other shows in the past like two weeks you know so it's like oh it's like what am i even doing like i like other people i like communicating and meeting people and like just talking even if i've never even met them or seen them or even know even know what they look like like i have no idea what you look like you know what i mean oh i actually done like a little background check on you before we got going i had to make sure you wasn't like a jeffrey dahmer kind of character (laughs) (laughs) serial killer rapist ass dude (laughs) <laughs> no i uh no you're exactly right man though or he's exactly right like you have to network this stuff and that's like like meeting up with people like other people who have other shows especially like other like niche kind of shows mm-hmm. you know what i mean like if you're if you're focused more on like a music kind of guest and then you would go on like a uh, like a self-help podcast or like i've been on a couple self-help podcasts just talking about like anxiety and like i've noticed like people always come over to my side after that or like you know what i mean like just that little networking you know and who knows that's what i'm saying man sometimes your words like people will hear you and you don't have to be like a celebrity you don't have to be um like any sort of public figure but sometimes just like the words you say can influence someone so much and that's what i'm trying to be more mindful of is like i don't want to put any bad vibes out there like i want to i want to spread like peace and love you know what i'm saying and, and i hope that someone would hear that and they'd be like yo this dude's pretty cool like i want to live the way he's talking you know or i want to i want to take his advice on this or or something of that nature you know i spread like sometimes i spread negativity but it's not necessarily intentional it's just me like trying to be funny i don't necessarily mean it <laughs> like when i like if if people listen to my show, like, even, like, how I start the show is a little, like, damn, dude, what the fuck is this kid's problem? He's, like, you're saying this kid's got some screws loose, like, a cro- extra chromosome or something. <laughs> but I, I've i been on other people's podcasts or, that are, like, you know, a self-help in a sense. Because, like, I've been through, like, a lot of crazy, weird shit for even being, like, my parents, I've never had to struggle or anything. Like, I was brought up pretty wealthy and... You know, I never really had the struggles that all a lot of my friends do. Like, a lot of my friends are straight from the hood. A lot of my friends, you know, had that struggle or had that experience. And I, you know, pick their brain and talk to them about it all the time so I can see where they're coming from. And especially since now that I live 
in a totally different area. Like I used to live in Broomfield, Colorado. Like that's that's like even when we were talking, like that's where you see you know nothing but caddies, Mercedes, lawyers, doctors. You know that type of area. It's not necessarily like Beverly Hills, but it's that type of area towards like super suburb, like preppy preppy kids driving Lincoln MZ, MKZs to school that are like 16 and shit like that. We're like, dude, that's like a $40,000 car, like that, that type of area. And I come up to here, to Aurora, and I've had these lifelong friends up here too because a lot of my family's up here too in the bad parts of Aurora. So I've seen it all and I experience it and I, I experience a lot of the stuff with them, a lot of the – um. I'm not trying to incriminate myself, but a lot of the hood stuff that we we've done, or a lot of the stuff we've been through, whether it be you know through partying or drinking or through certain other aspects, trying to you know get our money up and do dumb stuff like that. I've had, I've had I just had so many experiences, and I relate to so many people. And you're right when they hear your word on something, and you know you don't have to be a celebrity, but when they hear like that story and it makes them cringe and it gives them anxiety and it, it could probably help them out with their life dude you know i listen to joey diaz his podcast all the time and it helps me tremendously with just you know life decisions and thoughts and anxiety and like why i think certain ways and shit like that sometimes you learn like a new way of thinking too yeah like even just be be like being presented another mindset can like i guess alter your your way of thinking to the point where um, you're consistently looking at things through a different set of like lenses, almost. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Your yeah. friend that uh, travels to the Amazon. I don't mean to like to jump around. I meant to ask it a moment ago. Does he ever bring back any weird shit? Like he bring back like a like an African fertility doll or like anything uh, like that? Not like anything like spiritually weird. I mean, one time he came back from Vietnam. He had a lot of painkillers and was shoving them up his ass. Like a weird story. He was running low on his last batch and he was shoving those ones up his butt. But he's, he doesn't bring any weird stuff back. He brings back classic, hilarious stories. <laughs> Other than that, he doesn't bring back any voodoo type of bullshit. And there you have it, folks. <laughs> Bangkok 101. Bangkok. Lots of, uh, lots of uh, unprescribed painkillers floating around. Well, seriously, out there in, like, those type of countries, um, they're, they don't really have, like, opi opioid problem, pandemic type of things like the U.S. does. Like, you can go to – I could walk up to a pharmacy out in, like, Vietnam or Southeast Asia or wherever and just go buy ketamine, like, legit ketamine. And, it, like, dude, that's intense. No one should be able just to go fucking buy ketamine. But they use it for pain. They use it for their – I mean, there are people there that abuse it, but they use it for what it's prescribed for. Other than Americans, we use it to party and get lit. And, you know, a lot of other countries look at us weird for that. They're like, what the fuck? Like, it's not that much. Fun. They're doing, uh, like, studies now to where they're trying to, I guess, see if ketamine can help with your, um, like, PTSD and stuff like that. They're, they open a place uh, around where I live. That they're advertising for on Facebook pretty hardcore, <laughs> and I'm just like, who who would sign up to just go get shot full of ketamine, and then yeah, they I guess they confine you to a room and they just kind of watch you. I don't know. That's it's so weird, man. It, have you ever traveled outside of the country? Yeah, I've been to Canada, Mexico. Greece. Oh, okay. 
our our border brothers. I mean, they count, but they don't. You know what I mean? What do you mean? Uh, like Canada and Mexico. You know, they're almost oh, okay. like extensions yeah. of the U.S. You know, our yeah. our border brothers. You know. Yeah, I haven't been anywhere crazy like our our brothers Canada. from the north and then our brothers in the south. Yeah, see, I haven't been anywhere like you know Africa or the fucking Amazon or anywhere in Southeast Asia, which I need to just get up and go start traveling, but. All this other stuff. I've well, I mean, I've not even been to Canada or Mexico, so I mean, you've got me beat on that on that front. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I was talking it down like it wasn't cool. I mean, it's very cool. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You got to at least go to. Uh, no, I'd say go to Canada, honestly. Especially, I mean, Mexico's fun, but Mexico's more fun when you're like a teenager or you know, twenty one. Not you know, I don't. How old are you? Uh, I'm twenty five. Twenty five. Oh, same age. Okay, cool. So. Yeah, it, Mexico. I mean, you could probably still have fun at twenty five out there for sure. But dude, go to Canada, bro. You, it's and especially if like since you you have a family, and it's a little bit more family <laughs> oriented for sure. You go to Canada, dude. Canada's lit. I love Canada. I've only been there, I think, twice. But dude, Canada's nice, man. For sure. Was that for uh, for work or for pleasure? Oh, it was it was not my dime for sure. <laughs> it was uh, my dad. He um he he works in like the tech industry and he used to travel a lot for work and sometimes he would stay in other countries and other states for like you know periods at a time like you know a whole month and it was I was like fifteen and there was a I think it was the second time I went out to Canada I was like fifteen and he was gone for like three months like the whole summer and it was over my birthday and so he flew us out there and that's why I went out there other than that I've been to like you know other states for pleasure and business but i've never been out of country for business i hope it turns into that one day that would be something else it's the ultimate dream is to like just kind of travel around and uh you know just travel around oh yeah i see other places man. i'm in a lot of groups uh on reddit called van dwellers you ever heard of this where people will build up a, a van into like a living facility yeah, so I know of it, but I don't know the, like the subreddit group of it. That's tight though. Check it out, dude. It's actually really cool, even if you're not like super super interested. But it's uh, just type in van dwellers on there. Okay. But people will take these vans and they'll put like whole living situations in there and just drive them around the country. Now I follow a lot of those people online, and I actually had a buddy on my on this podcast. His name's Trey uh, Trey Fry, and he lives in a van with his dog and his guns, and he's just living it up. Um. Vans but that's yeah yeah yeah. it's super cool man i mean they do some crazy stuff but i uh you know that's kind of i would like to do that something of that nature oh yeah that would be um, nice. that's just like you, getting an rv at that point i mean actually that'd be fuck the rv that'd be tight just to get yeah you're just like you're making that. your own yeah actually yeah it's way tighter essentially you can you can customize it to you specifically you know what i mean yeah wow do you um do you follow like weird news articles? <laughs> what do you what, what do you consider weird news articles? I, I'm just I'm gonna give you three. I've never really done this on this podcast, but I'm gonna give you three uh wild news articles that just jump out at me. That's you know I just want your opinion on them. That, okay. that sounds kind of decently fun. A Brazilian senator was caught hiding cash between his butt cheeks. Okay, okay. What do you think about that? Where where was he located when he was hiding cash in his butt cheeks? That's mm. my question. 
Because, <laughs> I mean, there could be some reasons. He, he might have needed that cash, or maybe he was trying to save that cash. Because he could he could have been at a strip club. He could have been paying a hooker. He could have been paying someone to go do a hit. You never know. He, he, he was in a house raid. He was in a what? He was in a house raid. A house raid? Like they, like yeah, like they raided his house, and then they, I guess they patted him down, and they said, yo, you, you feel an extra thick. <laughs> And so we're gonna so we're gonna check you out, and then he had uh, some money shoved in in between them cheeks. Well, maybe maybe he knew that they were coming, so like his his best intentional thought was like, all right, they're coming. I need to hide some of it so I can at least have cash while I'm in jail to pay off some safety. I can get some money on the books. I, <laughs> but realistically, I guess you 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 probably have money anyways. You could do that with. You don't need to hide money in your ass crack. Would you would you ever hide money between your butt cheeks? Hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah. It depends where I'm going. If I'm going to the airport, like I'm not like a drug dealer, but if I'm going to the airport and I gotta, you know, if I have a lot of cash, which I've never had to do this <laughs> in the airport, but like you know, in situations like that, yeah, I'm probably gonna hide some cash on me if I'm moving cash around. Like, there's a lot of situations where you're gonna, you might have a you know, a couple grand on you and, you know, that looks a little weird in a wallet or, you know, in, in on your body. So, you know, if you kind of hide it a little bit, yeah, it shoves something, you know, not in my ass, but in my ass crack to hide it a little bit, especially if it's like a stack, bro, like 10 grand, you know, how ridiculous that would look. And you can't just go deposit. Well, that's dirty money. You can't just go deposit that in a bank. You know what I mean? People that's legitimately like, dirty money at that <laughs> yeah, point. So, yeah. So, I mean, you got to shove that in your, in your ass crack and like duct tape it to your taint and shit. Get, you know what I mean? Like you got to do some work. I mean, at that point, that's what I'm saying. Like, in, if I ran into ten grand on the street and or, you know I'm on my way to the airport, like I, I'm not gonna go to my house. I'm about to carry this with me. I'm about to go have fun wherever I'm going. I can't deposit it in the bank because people are gonna start asking questions of where the fuck did you get ten thousand dollars <laughs> in cash? This podcast brought to you by the Ham Wallet. Just kidding. Yeah. Totally kidding. All right, so. <laughs> Uh, so the second one is aggressive raccoons keep harassing White House reporters. White House reporters. When I first read it, I was just assuming, you know, aggressive raccoons and they're harassing reporters. They're probably just bumming them for change or maybe, uh, maybe they're bullying them. Hey, I don't like your comb over. Hey, that, that suit was cool in 2004. (laughs) Hey, get a real job. You know what I mean? (laughs) But apparently, uh, apparently, this is an ongoing problem. Well, good, keep it going, dude. Are you full? Are you down with the the aggressive raccoons? Yeah, dude, raccoons are tight. I mean, as long as they're, I like raccoons. Raccoons are mean as shit, but raccoons are cute as fuck. So I mean, like, dude, yeah, keep them around. I mean, especially if they're at the White House. I mean, I'm not gonna say you know, f Donald Trump, but you know. F some of the people at the White House. I mean, not necessarily Trump, but just some of the people that are there. They're pieces of shit, dude. Fuck that. It says, uh, they've been caught rummaging through media tents. And they just kind of took up a living facility on the White House lawn. There's also a bunch of pictures. They look really cute, but they're also gnawing away at, uh... At some... I don't know what that is. It looks like a book bag they're eating. Oh, bro, they're just trying to destroy They're probably just hungry. They're probably just destroying Nice. Nice. What do you think? Is this a... Is this, what do you think about this? Are you down with the, the rummaging? 
Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. of course. I mean, it might be a conspiracy theory, though. You never know. They might intentionally have those raccoons out there so they can just get rid of some secret shit, you know, just throw it out there. They know the raccoons are going to eat it. You know, they might just pour, like, some pork juice on it and, you know, toss it out there. And the raccoons are going to destroy it. You know, that's their own way of getting rid of it. Do you think aliens planted them there? I'm going to say aliens. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, what, what would you consider aliens? Mm, good call. Good call. All right, and the last one is uh, scientists think that beetles' armor could provide clues to stronger buildings. I don't know about that one. I don't really like that one. Let's find us another one. I need something wild. Something wild. I never, I've never done this. I hear, like, I listen to a lot of podcasts and people do this all the time, but they probably have them pre-planned, whereas I just typed in weird news articles and uh, some of them are pre-planned for sure. Uh, man who made knife from frozen poop among the 2020 Nobel Prize winners. He made he made a knife from frozen poop. Like, is it is it going to be completely frozen forever, or is it just a knife when it's frozen? Well, first off, let's see if it's his poop because that's a very key. Uh, very key that's, to, to yeah. my opinion. That's a key component <laughs> to this. <laughs> I would hope it's his uh, own feces, seriously. But if he had to use like a dog's shit, I mean, like, I don't know if would would using a dog's log shit would that be worse than using your own for this experiment? I don't know. They have a picture of an clear. alligator here. Uh, it says it took him a while. He then tried to cut meat with it. The poop knife failed miserably, he said in a telephone interview. What do you think about this? Is this a win or is this a, is this a, you just take your AL? That's disgusting. I, ew. Yeah. Press That's F for nasty. respect. What? So why, why would you do that? What was your, what was your, why would he try to cut something that? with it? Well, did he make the meat after? <laughs> no, but at that point, if you're going out of your way to make, you know, a knife, from feces what's your goal like you're not just doing that because it's a hobby that's absolutely disgusting are you getting money are you trying to like do something to go viral are you like what's your what, what's your game with this because that's he, he won a nobel prize from it i mean somebody the, there's a there's a market for poop knives somewhere how the fuck do you win a nobel prize for a poop knife that is um, that's <sighs> not even that that's not is it like a is is it just a feces knife, or is it like you know a metal thing under it? What what is it? Like I need to see a picture of it. I feel like point, prisoners have been doing this for a while, like with a see, shank actually, and they're like. You know, they probably won the Nobel Prize because the prisoners are like, you know what? <laughs> they're like, guys, hear me out, hear me out, <laughs> hear me out. Here. Caught up instead of getting caught up with knives, let's get some shit. <laughs> we'll clump it together. We'll let it, you know, just freeze over. You know, let it dry out a little bit. We'll harden it with some. I don't know, some like cement stuff or whatever they got to do. Put some wrap some bread around that bitch, and they're like, just stab the person. If it doesn't go through, it's gonna hurt like a motherfucker. So like, let's try this out. It's gonna smell like shit. It's gonna. <laughs> I. That's that's gross. How do you win a Nobel Prize for that? Like what? What's beneficial out of that? Just from your reaction, I'm gonna take a guess. You're not sold on the poop knife. No. Not at like all. Like a, a commercial comes up, it says for three low payments of nineteen ninety nine, you can get the turd cutter. You're not gonna. 
You're not you're not jumping at it with your credit Are we card. Selling these? Well, no, no, no. I'm just selling. I'm I'm just oh. saying. If if somebody I was. was. Like, what? No. <laughs> I was dead ass that you were serious. I was like, dude, they're selling these. Like, that's not a, like a like a health issue. Like, they're not like they're not like people. And they're not like, hey, use your own poop kits. They just sell you the little plastic thing, and you poop into it, and it hardens up. Oh man! So one time, I think I was like thir- thirteen or fourteen, and I lived in Bromfield. and my neighbors were douchebags. But yet again, I can't blame them. I was kind of a piece of shit. So I had this friend, Racer, uh, his, na- his name is Glenn. I won't say his last name, but his name is Glenn, but we called him Racer. And we and him were douchebags. Like, we we would hella vandalize things, like, you know, excessively, not just, like, you know, how kids do it and think they're badass. Like, we would do, like, you know, damage, damage, like, excessive to where, like, you know, it's like you would even look at it and be like, dude, what the fuck is your deal type of thing. So... One time I shit in a bag. I was it was we were at my house and I I took a shit in a bag. It was a no, it wasn't even a paper. It wasn't a paper bag. It was like a plastic gallon bag, like the Ziploc bags. It was one of those. I took a shit in it because we were gonna go. We were just you know prepackaging stuff for the night before we were gonna go you know be hooligans. And I shit in the bag. He gets this is this is like twelve in the afternoon, twelve p.m. I give him the bag of my feces after I just you know shit in there zipped it up give it to him shut the bathroom door finish up wiping i come out of the bathroom door and i hear my front door slam and lock and he's sprinting laughing and i go over there i'm like what what's so funny he went outside my front door went over to my neighbor's house who was the head of the hoa in my neighborhood and decided to throw a clear ziploc bag full of hot fresh shit in their front door so he opened up their front door threw it in their living room they're sitting there this is like some like nice old couple like yeah they were kind of pricky but i i can't blame them because i was kind of a douchebag in the middle of the afternoon watching there with his wife you know watching tv having a good old time and just feces comes flying in at him like what the fuck he came knocking on my door (laughs) he came knocking on my door pissed off like screaming yelling he was gonna yell and like you know tell my mom you know i'm 13 i'm all scared so let's 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 uh let's fast forward to about when i was about 18 i used to throw a shit ton of parties at that house because my parents were always out of town so i'd always throw these parties and he he was already done with my shenanigans at this point. I always had friends over. We were always loud. We were always, you know, doing shenanigans, lighting off fireworks in the middle of the street, keeping the whole neighborhood up, you know, just being, you know, normal asshole teenagers. Well, we threw this huge party one night, and the, my whole street, I wouldn't say whole street, probably about, like, six houses up and four houses down, that part of the street was, like, covered in trash from just, like, people from the party. So he comes over. It's, like, 7 in the morning. I'm about to go to hockey practice. I'm getting ready to leave, like, half hammered. And he hands me this box. In the box, it's a quesadilla. It's a half-eaten quesadilla with a pair of panties with, like, a shit stain on the inside of them. He says, here, I just thought you would want these. Why the fuck would I want those? Why would you give those to me? throw those away like come and yell at me for it because that's you know disrespectful and especially because the the street was trash but like why are you giving me that i don't want that there is uh layers to this story to unpack (laughs) so do you uh hmm, how do we ask this do you poop in things that are not toilets fairly often 
No, I shit in toilets now that I'm an adult. I mean, okay, I hold on. Let's say out of ten times, <laughs> out of ten times, how many of those are you using a toilet? Like nine out of ten. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. I shit in toilets now, like every time. Ten out of ten. But you know, drinking days that that was a little different. I shit my pants a couple times, especially drunk. Like I, I one time I, I have a black chair in my studio. I don't even know why I still have this black chair. Probably because it's classic. I got really drunk, ended up walking to the bathroom, and like this is in the middle of a party that I was throwing, butt ass naked, walking from my room to the bathroom. Oh, I gotta take a piss. I go in there, I pass out on the toilet, butt naked. I get back up about 20 minutes later, and I'm walking out of the bathroom. I didn't use the bathroom, and I start peeing all like peeing while walking back to my room from the bathroom in front of like probably 15 people, you know, playing beer pong, a bunch of people upstairs and shit, and. I go in my room, I sit down on this black chair that was in my room at the time, and I'm naked, and I decided that that was the toilet to start pooping on, and when I started taking a shit, it started, like, coming out, like, you know, of my butt, but, like, it wasn't going anywhere in, like, a hole like it would a toilet, so it started just smashing and spreading under my ass cheeks and, like, flattening everywhere and getting everywhere. I was classic, but, I mean, other than that, I, I, you know, I usually shit in toilets. I prefer them. I prefer them most of the time. I mean, you know, mountain road, roadside, sometimes it happens, but toilets for sure. But if I was, like, 13, I would shit. I'd shit on the side of my house, you know, just because I thought one time I had a really gnarly fart. I used to eat these things called chicken bakes. I used to get them at Costco, and for some reason, they'd give me, like, explosive diarrhea. And one time I was, like, 14, and I was leaving my house. And my friend's sister was picking us up, and she's right in front of my house. You can see me. And I'm like, oh, I had to fart really bad. And they were, like, nasty-smelling farts. So I used to just bare-ass it. That's where, like, I pulled out my boxers and my shorts. So, like, my ass is out so none of the fumes or the feces or whatever gets stuck in my shorts so I don't smell like farts. And I ended up having, like, diarrhea, like, on my house. And it, so, like, it hit my house and splashed back all over the back of my legs and shit. And I tried to hop in her car, and they started screaming at me. But yeah, I know. Like, yeah, I've had a lot of bad experiences with with my own number twos. Today's podcast is brought to you by uh, Game Up CBD. The link is in our <laughs> bio. Uh, <laughs> link is in the bio. You can get CBD oil, edibles, topicals. You can even get CBD for your pets. You come home, your pet's had a rough day. He's stressed out. He. Uh, you know, just needed a little extra pickup. Get you get you some game up CBD. It's a Stockton special, a Nick Diaz uh, special. Yeah, I um, I'm still trying to unpack all this, so I'm <laughs> I'm trying to take it yeah, layer, like a, yeah, layer by layer. So you you just you just thought that you could like you could just poop and then just like it splatter on you, and you could still get in this this lady's car. Yeah, see, the thing is, like, you don't understand about me is, like, uh, I'm an animal. I'm still a savage. Like, I'm still, you know, crazy and wild, but not like that. I just, I didn't really care. I thought it was invincible that there was, like, you know, I could just hop in the car. Looking at it now, that is absolutely disgusting. And you're, I don't care if you shower and change. You're not getting in my car ever. Like, I just know that if that's, like, the person that you are, you probably do that regularly. You are never, you're not even stepping in my house, boy. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Was it, like, a nice car, or was it, like, a... 
Because well, that kind of depends too. You know, if she was driving like a little hoopty van, then you know. Oh no, they're nice um, cars. <laughs> I guess. Oh means you know. This is the suburbs. They were nice cars, and even at that point, if I drove a 1999 Honda Accord, you still ain't getting in my car, wiping your fucking shit all over my interior for it to just sit there and dry and stink my car up and ferment for months. No way, dude. No way. I went to a party one time where a uh, a fellow was pooping outdoors because there were some people in the bathroom, uh, presumably making uh, loving relations, but he had to no. go. And sometimes, you know, when you got to go, you got to go. So he just, you know, was propped up against the house, you know, just kind of letting it, you know, letting it go. I don't like, um, I, yeah, I kind of think that I don't like to think of other people pooping. You yeah, know. it's not it's not the hottest thing to think about, especially like women when when you go down. See, I like to still think women don't poop till they're married, especially because you know I like to do savage things. I it's just it, it ruins it for me. That's why you gotta wash up down there before you put your face anywhere. You know, in Chicago, they got these toilets that uh, line themselves in saran wrap before you poop. Wait, they they do what? You press a button, sit like right next to the flushing uh, capacitor button, and it just lines the toilet seat up with saran wrap. They should make that everywhere. That's, That's pretty tight, isn't it? That is pretty tight. Cause I, feel I, like wish I, I wish I would have patented that. Yeah, like like before someone else beat me to it, you know? That, that would have been a money money grabber. I think they should do that, you know, throughout the whole U.S., dude. That's a great idea, especially... I do, do you have a loofah? I'm not a loofah. Um, a two, a, 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 a bidet? A bidet, yeah. The things that no. no, not at all. Dude, you gotta get one. I mean, I still need to get one. <laughs> but, like, I've used them before, like, recently, and they're pretty, they're pretty sweet. I need it. You ever drink out of it? Hell no. That'd be disgusting. I mean, they say it's just like your sink water, but, I mean, still, I can only imagine the splashback of, you know, when it sprays does its job this flashback of other particles getting on it i would never put my lips nowhere near that thing at what point do you sacrifice uh you know uh you, you know it just never mind does your water bill go up having a bidet you think probably not because it's like i mean unless you're running it an excessive amount but no nah, no nah, probably not at all bro honestly because you just like spray it for probably a good like maybe 10 seconds and then wipe once or twice and that'd be good i don't think it would really even raise any water bill because it yeah no i don't think so i think flushing your toilet would still raise the water bill even more than the bidet would hmm i'm not sure i'm not really sure eric if you want people to find you after this podcast how do they do that because i had a very i had a very hard time finding you oh so uh, you can find me, you can type into just Google, just type in another booty licking track, and of course it'll pop up with probably my website or some podcast, because there's not a whole lot of people that use that name for anything. But you can also check me out at anotherbootylickingtrack.buzzsprout.com. I'm on Instagram, uh, ETG Hip Hop, and then another booty licking track, Twitter, same thing. ETG Hip Hop, and then for the podcast one, it's at Booty Track Facebook, another Booty Licking Track, and then ETG. So, you know, I'm all over. I'm on all platforms, too. So, you know, just type it in anywhere, and you can just type it in on the Google search engine thing. I can guarantee you'll find something that will 
draggy to me. And if you go to my website, actually, the another booty licking track dot buzzsprout dot com, in the top right, there's all of my um, podcast social media links, and then under that. Uh, where the episodes are that's where all my platforms are for that and you can find my music through some of those links as well too eric i've had a lot of fun doing this oh for sure josh thanks for having me on and i'll send you uh, my links too as well so you can you know yeah yeah dude i actually just followed you on instagram uh as soon as you said it i was like all right let me type this in really quick <laughs> um, <laughs> i i super appreciate you bro um, I appreciate you. Thanks for having me on, man. I'll have to throw you on a throw you on a classic storytelling episode on my podcast here shortly, man. I am legitimately always down. Uh, as always, guys, the podcast brought to you today by Phone Soap. Go to phonesoap.com, use code TAKEDOWN. Go to quicksesh.io for all of your computer troubles. And then uh, go to the link in our podcast bio for the future kimonos and CBD uh, sorry, Game Up CBD links to try some of them products out. Uh, today's guest was Eric the Great from another Booty Licking Track podcast. Super cool guy. Everybody go follow him. Check out his podcast. And uh, I hope you guys had a lot of fun.